Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we continue uh, looking at the words of Jesus Christ. No one ever spoke the way Jesus spoke. I don't know if you realize that and have thought about that. Of all the books you could read, all the wisdom you could ever receive, Jesus spoke the very words of God. Now, others have repeated his words, and others have, have uh, today we're going to talk about his words, but there's nothing about reading what Jesus said himself. Isn't it awesome? God has given us a book, and, and the, the message of Jesus, the life of Jesus isn't really that long. I'm always amazed at the number of people who would admit that Jesus Christ has been the most significant figure of all history, and yet they've not taken time to read the four Gospels. The whole book is about Jesus, but you can get his life in the four Gospels, which in my Bible is only about 100 pages. A lot of people, a lot of students would read that much in a single night for homework, and you could do it all in, in those Gospels. So we're, we're getting to jump right into it as we see what Jesus said about faith. And this is a very, very convicting message to me and challenging as I was writing this last night and examining my own heart. But let's, what had happened here, Jesus had been away on the mountain to pray, the mountain of transfiguration. When he came down from the mountain, his disciples, some people came to him and said, my son's demon possessed, and your disciples could not cast the demon out. Now, he'd already given those disciples power to do this, but they weren't able to do it. They weren't succeeding. And Jesus came, and they brought the man to him, and Jesus cast the demon out of him. Later, the disciples said, why couldn't we do it? And Jesus' answer went like this, because of the littleness of your faith. For truly I say to you that if you have, the fa have faith the size of a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Now, that's pretty convicting, <laughs> because I've got a hope that I've got faith, at, at least as much faith as a mustard seed. A mustard seed's a pretty small seed. It's a small seed in the Middle East, and the smallest seed they were aware of, and it's like Jesus is using an extreme example. If you've got just this little, little, little tiny faith, you can move a mountain. And I'm thinking, wow, how many mountains do I move, and how much faith do I really have? And I've, I'd like to suggest a couple of things here that might cause us to think about greater faith. Number one, I think it's easier than we realize in our culture, those of us who live in the West, Western, you know, in the United States, it's a lot easier to have faith in ourselves than we realize. Sometimes I've gone to other cultures and I realize that they pray, it seems like they pray about everything. And it struck me, I remember like about the third time I ever came back from India, it struck me how easy it is for them, anytime they have a need, they pray. P-R-A-Y, they pray about it, and lots of times when we have a need, the first thing we do is P-A-Y, we pay for it, whether it's a medical need, a loneliness need, a need you're bored, whatever, they will pray about their problem, whereas we'll just figure out a way to pay and solve it with our money. It's easier to believe in our money, have faith in our money than we realize, 
even though right on our money it says, in God we trust. It's easy to rely on our intellect, our rationality. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to have money or wrong to think, but we are more affected by this than we realize. And so often when we have a problem, the first thing, God is not the first thing we turn to. When we feel sick, we turn first to a medicine or first to the doctor. Why not turn first to God? And why not turn first to pray? So many things in our lives, maybe we need to realize God is able and God is involved in that area of our life. So we, we're more secularized than we realize, is my point. And so what must we do? We've got, we've got to really be reprogramming our mind. We've got to be getting to know God much better. We've got to be getting into the Word of God and seeing what God did then. He's the same God today. And what God has done in the past, he can do it again and will do it again for his glory. And so that we we get to know him and we have a growing faith. Faith comes from knowing God and knowing God's word. It comes really from God, knowing God, and we understand God more and more as we understand his word. And so that's the first thing I want to encourage, is that we be people who are spending time getting to know God. This happens, prayer the, the word, prayer, experience, this is how we get to know God. There's a second thing I think is important as well, and that is something that we've talked about here before, but I want to mention again, and that is go back to this verse and notice what it says. Matthew 17, 20, because of the littleness of your faith, they couldn't cast out this demon. For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, just a little bit of faith in me, Faith in what's true. That's the first point we're making, faith in the true God. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Notice, he says, you're going to talk to the mountain. You're going to say to this mountain, you're going to tell that mountain to move. I think this is important. In Scripture, there's something about words and faith that there's a connection here that I think we need to, to, to learn more about and understand better. I think a lot of people are afraid of what's known as the word of faith movement. They're, they're afraid that, that some people teach that whatever I verbalize is going to, it's going to happen. My words are going to make it happen, or my words are going to make God have to do what I want him to say. And, and it's almost like God is my servant. And I'm not suggesting that. I don't know if they're suggesting that or not. I'm not familiar enough with that movement to know. But I will say this. There is something about faith speaking in Scripture. We see it here. You'll say to the mountain. You'll verbalize, mountain, move. You won't keep it within you. You won't just think the thoughts. You will say it. You'll speak it. In first or in 2 Corinthians 4.13, Paul writes, but having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. There's something about getting it out. There's something about saying it, something about verbalizing it, our faith. In salvation, Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For 
with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. There's something about speaking. There's something about confessing it with our mouth, confessing our faith. I think part of what's involved is, 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 as I've often said in our minds, if we don't verbalize it, it's fuzzy. What we believe is fuzzy. What we think is fuzzy. I often ask a person, they've, they've read the Bible, they said they've had a good quiet time, they got something in the Scripture. I said, can you tell me what you learned today? And they have trouble getting it out. They have trouble verbalizing it. Well, can you write down what you learned today? They have trouble writing it down. Why is that? It's because in their mind, what they learned is still fuzzy. It's vague. It's not clear. They Sure, they had some good thoughts, but the inability to verbalize or write them down, to the inability to get them from your brain, get them out, maybe it indicates that there's a lack of, of clarity and things are still vague. How do you improve on this? Well, practice. You practice. Everybody has difficulty writing or verbalizing at first, but the more you practice it, the better you get at it. And the more you learn how to verbalize your thoughts, the more you verbalize your faith, either in writing or with your words, the more clear it becomes, and then your your faith becomes far more specific. I think this is very, very important for us, and a lot of us don't, a, a lot of us allow our faith to be vague. I think it's important in salvation that we confess with our mouth what we believe. I think it's important to say, you, I believe Jesus is Lord. I believe Jesus to be my Savior. I believe that's important to verbalize this. I believe that if you're going to have something that you're believing God for, if you're having a faith, not just a saving faith, but a faith to achieve or do something, I think it's important that we state it, that we go out on it, because you're going out on a limb when you do that. State it to God, but when you state it to others, you're making a commitment. And and when you make that commitment, you're now held accountable. Personally, I've been, I, I feel I've been gotten a little overweight, and so I've been losing weight lately. But I've been telling a lot of people, I've been telling them I'm losing weight, not because I want to brag about it, but because I realize if I tell them that, they're going to keep an eye on me. They're going to watch what I'm eating. They're going to watch how I'm living. They're going to see whether I'm carrying through on what I said. There is something about because it was my faith, I verbalized it. And to every person I verbalize it to, it, it cements in my life that I really believe this. I'm really acting on this. This is something that's going to, that I'm doing. This is my faith. I'm going out on a limb. I'm stating it. Remember years ago, John Maxwell talked about verbalizing your commitments. And he said, when you verbalize something, suddenly says it's like unseen forces begin to go into action. And, and I think he's right. I think he's right. When you say, I'm going to share the gospel today, I'm going to, I'm going to be better. I remember years ago, my wife was really ill and had been hospitalized, and, I, and, and uh, it was kind of a very discouraging time. A woman came and prayed for it. I remember after the prayer, Ross stood up, and I remember her words, I'm going to be better. 
I'm going to get better. This was during a time when for weeks and even months we wondered, is she going to get better? And verbalizing, I'm going to get better. And you know what? She got better. So I have a question for you today. Two questions. One, what are you believing God for in your life? Are you believing God for anything? Is, are, do you have a stagnant spirit that says, eh, God's not going to do anything? Or do you have a f- spirit of faith? God is going to do things. God is alive. I, it may be rough circumstances around me. There, the circumstances might not be p- pleasant at all. But I believe God is at work. God is going to do so. I am believing God. What are you believing God for? And then secondly, have you verbalized it? Have you gotten it out of your mind so it's, it's not vague, but you're stating it? I'm, I'm, I, I want to encourage you in that. Leave it in, your, in the chat if you like. Leave it in the discussion below, in the comments below. What are you going to be believing God for? And verbalize it right now, right now, today. Leave it in the discussion, in the chat, or in the, in the comments below. And you'll see, when you say to you this mountain, not just think I want that mountain to move. When you start speaking to your mountain, in the name of Jesus, mountain, move, change. I'm, I'm In the name of Jesus, I am speaking to you because I believe God's going to do this. You might be surprised what you see happen. Amen? Father in heaven, we bless you today, and we thank you that you are a God who rewards faith. And without faith, we can never please you. And Father, we want to be people who learn how to move mountains. And we confess, Lord, that there's a lot of mountains around us that aren't getting moved. And there's a lot of Christians around, Lord, that we're we're not moving mountains the way we should be. We ask, oh God, we'd have at least that mustard seed of faith. And we pray we would learn how to have that faith in you. And we'd see, Lord, it's not because we got money. It's not because we've got organization or knowledge or skill to really believe you're going to move, you're going to work, you're the living God. We want that mustard seed of faith to be in you. And teach us, Lord, how to have the courage to verbalize what we're believing you for, to go out on a limb, to tell others, to to let others know what I'm believing, and to speak to that obstacle and say, get out of the way, move, mountain, move out of our way. I pray, Father, teach us how to do this. Teach us how to have this mountain-moving faith and prayer, even this very day. And Father, help us to not be stagnant in spirit. Help us to not be unbelieving. Help us to not just think you're not going to act. We know you're a God of action. We know you're a God who cares. We know you're a God who's concerned. Help us to have faith that that, that, that is imploring you to act on our behalf, we pray. We ask it all in Jesus' name. We give you glory. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, folks, what are you believing God for today? What are you believing God for this week, this month, this year? What what are you believing God? Verbalize it. Tell somebody. Tell me if you like. I'd love to know, and I can join you in prayer. Hey, so glad that you joined us today. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you will join our community regularly because we come here every day. We come live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, but you can watch anytime throughout the day. If you come live, you can take part in the chat, share prayer requests, and so on. You can watch later in the day or even listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. I hope you do. To those of you here regularly, so glad that you are allowing me the privilege 
of sowing the seed of God's word in the good soil of your life. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.